Welcome to Venturesome, the podcast about being fiercely ambitious, brave, and curious. I'm Rachel Esterline Perkins, and we're talking about how to get a step ahead in your career. This podcast is all about taking risks, overcoming uncertainty, and being creative in our lives and careers. I recently had the opportunity to sit down with Dr. Tega Edwin. Dr. Edwin helps women get clear about who they are so they can find a fulfilling career and job search with confidence. She has a master's degree in counseling, a PhD in counselor education, and experience as a career counselor and coach. As a licensed professional counselor, Dr. Edwin is an expert at helping women understand how to discover and attain their career goals. I first found her on Instagram at Her Career Doctor, and her post about workplace trauma piqued my interest, especially as so many professionals are dealing with burnout, toxic workplaces, and are starting to consider making a career move during a global pandemic. Let's jump into my interview with Dr. Tega Edwin. Last month, I saw a tweet of yours that said too many women underestimate the impact a previous work trauma has on their decisions to stay in an unfilling career. And I'd really love to start with talking about what workplace trauma is. Workplace trauma looks different for different people. So I think we even have to start by going like back a couple of steps into what exactly is trauma, right? And what does that look like? Because I think that that is a phrase that um, tends to get thrown around a little bit in this day and age. And it's, okay, well, what is trauma? And so when we think about trauma, it really is stress at a different level. So we have all, for most of us, we all experience stress in some capacity at some point in our lives. There's normal stressors, things like maybe, you know, I'm running late for a meeting and so I need to hurry up and I'm elevated. There's uh, losing the loved one type of stress that's a little bit more, I would say, middle level elevated. And then we get to what we call toxic stress or stress that cannot be properly um I would say navigated, and that's where it, it crosses into the trauma piece. And that's things like abuse, you know, being with a loved one who's been incarcerated, change, significant things that lead to significant change or shakeups in your routine. And so I think in the workplace, that can look different. It can look like bullying, it can look like bad management styles, bad feedback given styles, it can look like gossiping, toxic work environments, isolation, feeling isolated at work. But thinking that for, for each individual, how they manage that will differ, right? So one person, what one person sees as bullying, someone else might not, but that's how I would classify work trauma. Great. I think that's really helpful to know that there are different levels and different people are going to process that differently. How does previous trauma influence your career and your ability to find fulfillment in your career? A lot of times, I think often when people have experienced trauma, they don't immediately acknowledge to themselves that that's what it's been, that that's what they've experienced. And so it stays unaddressed. And what happens when trauma is unaddressed is we're not aware of what our triggers are. And so something can happen that can trigger or re-traumatize us. And once you become triggered, you are now physiologically activated, which means, you know, heart rate is elevated, heavy breathing, logical thinking goes out the window, emotional, 
And so once you've hit that physiological space, you can no longer think uh, or really process logically, at least not until you have sort of come back to baseline where you've recalibrated yourself and helped yourself come back. And so what I've seen is in terms of fulfillment for some women, the thought of engaging in a job search, the thought of going into a workplace that is maybe similar to where they had experienced that trauma, the thought of working with people who are maybe similar to where they had experienced that trauma, even just thinking about it, puts them back in the mindset of that trauma experience to where they get activated. And once you're activated, remember I said, logical thinking goes out the window. And so when they get activated, they might mistake those physiological reactions as a sign almost like, okay, I'm not supposed to do this. I don't want to change. Every time I do, maybe I feel like I'm getting a panic attack or anxious. So I'm just going to stay in this role that I'm in, right? I'm just going to stay here. I know what's expected. I'm comfortable. But if someone was aware that they had experienced that trauma, when they do get activated, they can sort of say, okay, this is what's happening in this moment. I'm in distress. How do I bring myself back to baseline so that I can logically engage in this process of thinking about work I will enjoy or searching for a role that I will find fulfilling? And do you think the pandemic right now is causing a certain kind of workplace trauma or more people seeing trauma in their workplaces? Oh gosh, yes, for sure. I think so. Yeah. What does that look like? I mean, because now we're, so many of us are virtual when we haven't been virtual before. Mm -hmm. I think first it's important to acknowledge the pandemic itself is a collective trauma that we're all experiencing. That's number one. We're all experiencing the, the loss of a way of life. We're grieving the loss of routines, the loss of connecting to people, the loss of being with people, the loss of community. We've lost that. And that in itself, this experience we're having is traumatic, which it's always crazy to me that people don't acknowledge that or expect you to still be as productive or perform at the same level where it's, yeah, physically, you might think you're physically fine, but emotionally, you are grieving. Emotionally, you are isolated. And so that in itself is number one. Now, we go back and think of the racial uprisings of summer 2020, that added a a level of race-based trauma for Black people especially, but people of color in general. The racial uprisings, the killing of um, Ahmaud Aubrey, George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, brought these things to the surface where Black people had to re-engage in those conversations, which can be triggering. So then imagine being in work and people asking you these questions. Um, And so that's, that's, those are the two I would say big trauma that I think we haven't fully acknowledged. And then for people who have just had to come home where, you know, trying to work at home while teaching a child, while taking care of a loved one is more stress than probably some people are able to bear. I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I had to talk to people like boundaries really just got decimated, right? Like you sit at this desk, and you're there from 8 a.m. till 11 p.m. And then you walk to your couch and crash or walk to your bed and crash. And so that in itself is we have lost just that boundary of work. Uh, you have managers reaching out to people at random hours asking for more things because people assume that because you're working from home, you have more time, which we now know that we don't. And so it's the work has increased, the demands have increased, but the flexibility and the compassion not necessarily has also increased with all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think compassion is such a large part of it that a lot of managers probably don't even think about. And and it also seems like fear and uncertainty is a factor that has been keeping people in jobs that are maybe wrong for them. And that's something I've seen you talk about. How can you overcome that fear to prevent it from impacting your mental health and your confidence and your relationships and just your life? 
Yeah. I think the first thing would be to work on the language. We don't, I don't think we overcome fear. I think we work with fear or we work through fear because fear is an emotion. A lot of people confuse that the same way, happiness, sadness, joy, fear is an emotion that can show up without you, without your awareness. Something happens, boom, you, you get, you get, you get fearful. Afraid is different. Afraid is where you start to make decisions based on that emotion of fear. And so the first is accepting fear for what it is. Fear is just your brain's way of trying to protect you. It's an emotion that has come in to keep you safe. Your job to work with fear is to not become afraid, right? It's to not make decisions from that place of fear. So being able to step back and ask questions like, I think I'm feeling fearful right now. Where is that coming from? What's causing it? What is really making me fearful? What's the worst case scenario? What am I worried about? And actually writing all that out or thinking all that through, because what most people find is when you think through the worst case scenario, it stops being as scary. You realize that you can handle it and then you're able to move through knowing, you know what, this fear is not going to go anywhere, but I know that what I'm doing now isn't healthy for me and something else will be better. So I just need to try. I just need to go for it. And action is what starts to relieve fear. And so I think the way to handle that is one, acknowledge it for what it is, change your mindset and just know you're going to live with it and take action because it is an action that the voice of fear lowers a little bit. And are those actions uh, that you describe, is that a way that people can help address and work through workplace trauma as well? You know, I think with trauma, there are different different ways people can cope with trauma. There are different um, coping skills that you can use. And so it just depends on the person and the kind of support that they need in the moment. So, for example, if you are in the midst of being physiologically activated, some things I've talked to people around is feeling in slow motion. You notice that your body has done the elevated thing, right? I'm elevated. I'm breathing faster. My body's hot. I have the shivers. And then you stop and say, okay, I'm feeling distressed right now. Take a deep breath. You know, what is this feeling that's happening? And as you're, as you're breathing out, sort of setting the feeling aside without judging it. And so that's, that's one thing you can do. Anything that brings you back into the present moment, mindfulness, breathing techniques, any of those will allow you to cope. Sometimes in terms of the action that leads to change, I would say the biggest one I've seen to be helpful is having a conversation with someone. Most times it's not your manager because more often than not, the manager is the source of the trauma, right? Do you have allies in your organization that you can speak with? People who can help you navigate the process, who can maybe help you transfer to a different unit, help you make a report if needed, help you advocate for yourself. Sometimes doing those things also re-empowers you to know that you can handle when the toxic, when the triggers come up to kind of reinforce that you can handle them and they don't have to keep you stuck. And I think feeling stuck, you know, a lot of people are afraid to look for their next job. And one one thing that I loved on your Instagram is you talked about the devil, you know. Uh, so can you talk a little bit about that? Because I loved that. Yeah, I, I always hear people say, you know, the devil, you know, is better than the devil you don't know. And it, when it comes to work, what that what they'll use that to say is, yeah, I'm not happy in this job, but at least I know it. Right. I know what's expected of me. I know how to manage my manager. I know how to navigate the space. If it was back when we were commuting, I'd say, you know, I know exactly what time to leave my house to avoid traffic and get there on time. I know how to skate under the radar. I know all these things. But then I'm still miserable, unhappy, stuck, feeling dreadful every day when I wake up. I know what's expected, but I'm still not thriving or fulfilled. 
And so I say, well, so yeah, you know that devil, but it's still a devil. I mean, it's still not good for you. Yes, you know what's expected. You know how to be air quotes safe, but you're still not thriving. So it's still bad for you. And so whether you know it or not, you have to recognize that, yes, I'm comfortable, but this place of comfort isn't serving me. So how do I start to think about making that shift into a different space where it might be unknown at the beginning, but eventually it'll be known. But at least I'll know that it's a career that's in alignment. I'll know that I'm thriving. I'll know that I'm fulfilled and I'm living on purpose. And so that's sort of where that was coming from. So I know we're running out of time. So I wanted to ask you one final question. And that is, what's some bold advice that you wish you could give your younger self? Use your voice earlier. I think that would be it for me. I'm now in a place in my career where I'm able to speak up more, whether it's speaking up for myself or for other people. And speaking up also can mean, you know, just asking for resources, asking for money, asking for support, but also calling out injustices. And I wasn't always in that space. And I wish that I would have spoken up earlier in my career because one, I would probably have been making more earlier <laughs> because that's that negotiation piece that I now help women do. But just there are things that I think I stayed silent on that I would rather have not have. So I would say using my voice earlier. Uh, so where can people find you and um, if there are any programs or events coming up, you can highlight those as well. Yeah, for sure. You can find me, like you said, most commonly on Instagram. I'm at her career doctor on Instagram. Um, you can also find me on my website, hercareerdoctor.com to learn more about me. And if any of what we spoke about resonated with um, you today in terms of you're in a career where you're unfulfilled, you're not happy, I do have a small group coaching program that's specifically dedicated to addressing this. And it's, you know, helping women get clarity so they can find a fulfilling career. And it's called Find Your Fulfilling Career. <laughs> so if you just go to findyourfulfillingcareer.com, you can learn all about that program. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I think a lot of the listeners I've heard from previously are really going to find a lot of value in the tips and tricks that you shared today. Uh, so thank you so much for joining it's my me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on your platform. Thanks for listening to VentureSum. I'd love to hear from you about the strategies you're using to get a step ahead or topics you'd like to hear me cover on the podcast. You can email me at VentureSumPodcast at gmail.com or reach out on Twitter at VentureSumPod. Pod.